This episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by Mushroom Cups. These guys infused coffee with mushrooms, and the result is quite remarkable. I I did the Go Sharp kind this morning, and I feel no jitters, and I've been running around all morning with no coffee crash from a single packet. Check out their website and learn more about the mushrooms that they're using and the process behind it. Go to mushroomcups.com and use code NOMEAT10 to save 10% at checkout. That's mushroomcups.com and use code NOMEAT10. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. Matt, I've had a, a little bit of a, a wild morning. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I woke up this morning, and uh, with you know, it was about 28 degrees outside, and it felt a little chilly inside. And I woke up uh, to my daughter screaming, I can't see, I can't see. And um, <laughs> so I jump up and I'm like, what is going on? And uh, she had had a little bit of an ear infection for the past couple of days. So I was like, oh no, like, what if something is actually wrong? And then I realized that the power is out, and which means her little nightlight is out. Ah. Um, so she couldn't see her room because uh, it was still dark outside. And the power had been out for, I think, a few hours. And... Um, it quickly the the house you know like I, I don't know the house got cold I was I realized how dependent we are on power yeah. and, and you know every time that happens I feel like I have that realization but it's like you know especially in the winter you really feel it because you can't you know it's like harder to grill you know because it's twenty eight degrees outside and um, you don't have heat and I don't know it's just that my daughter needs a little nightlight, you know? <laughs> I can't yeah, work. I, know you mean. I think, I mean, maybe it comes a little bit with being a parent, but uh, I have also noticed that in the wintertime recently, the past two or three years, when our power goes out, uh, I get a, a certain, like, primal fear about, like, yeah, you, you just remember what it, what, I mean, you don't remember, but you must, you, a tiny, tiny taste of what it meant, must have been like, worry about freezing to death. And, uh, sure. <laughs> you, get the, you get a little taste of it, and it's not not very much fun. You're right; it's totally scary. Family, and then you got to think about food and all that. We definitely have experienced that living up on a hill mm-hmm. these days. With you know, yeah, and you're you're like even outside. further out there, yeah. Yeah, but you know, but thankfully, it, uh, about four four and a half hours after it went out, uh, it it came back on, and so yep. all is good. And 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 hey, the time is land of good time to cozy up. And uh, what what'd you do? You build a fire, mm-hmm. Doug, with your hand chopped wood. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't end up having to, uh, just no. because it was kind of a hectic you have morning. But wood? <laughs> I do actually. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, when we found our when we bought the house, um, they left this like I don't even know how to really describe it, but it's basically like this contraption where you set the log up, and um, and you hand slam down uh, the head of uh, an axe, but it's like on this like little like sliding slider thing so that it stays you know in perfect position right. and you just like slam it down and it cracks wood and so when a tree went down in our neighborhood uh not that long ago last you know this over the summer i, I cut a bunch of wood there you go so I, not with an axe but with a you know it still was by hand <laughs> not mechanical i like how it's just funny so even if you're someone who wants to chop their own wood there's a product out there to uh <laughs> make it just in the make it even easier home. yeah no yeah. <laughs> uh Good. But this one didn't require power, so you know that that is good. You know, I could. Uh... Yeah. Right. <laughs> good. Well. All right. Uh, we're doing something a little bit new today. I mean, we've tried to do this mm-hmm. in the past few weeks, and we have failed. 
But that is uh, <laughs> to do a shorter episode. I think we're going to try to have actually have like officially shorter episodes every now and then, and uh, some way of signaling that to people so you can you can choose to listen to those only those or only not those or whatever you want. Um, but came across an interesting article that, article that seemed like it would be perfect for one of these, so we're going to give it a go. Um, we love to talk about vegan meat here on No Meat Athlete Radio, which is funny because <laughs> we don't think it's all that healthy, but it it certainly is a fun aspect of the growing popularity of veganism. Uh, but this article is from Veg News. My wife sent it to me. And it's I didn't know this was happening, but uh, it's about a lawsuit that's happening. Uh, a guy named Philip Williams, who ordered an Impossible Whopper in Burger King in Atlanta. Um, now he's suing because he didn't know. He, he claims it was, fa- I guess, falsely advertised that it was a vegan burger free of animal products when, in fact, it was you know, cooked on the same grill uh, as all the regular burgers at Burger King, therefore covered in animal products and not vegan. So, uh, yeah, and he's suing for what was it? Five million dollars? Five million, $10 million? Which, yeah, you know what? I lo- in business school, I took a class about whatever business law or something, and I understood that when people, I never got this before. I thought the McDonald's like lawsuit for coffee spilling in your lap of however many million that that was ridiculous. It's not. It's not all to compensate the victim. It's it, part of it is, but then there's the the punitive damages, which is not the compensatory damages, but like the the big part of it usually isn't the compensation; it's the penalty to the company so that they don't do this to more people, mm-hmm. right? So like the amount, you know, it could be a hundred million, and I wouldn't know if that was ridiculous or not, because you know, although lucky him if he gets it all or whoever is making a big lawsuit, but it's not that the point isn't that that this this damage he wants is worth to get rich off of it, right? Yeah, right. Well, so anyway, he yeah. he probably does, but. Um, Although that coffee, so that this is a total side note, which is <laughs> why these things are never short. That coffee lawsuit, that person was really, I mean, that that was bad. That person how, got really how burned. They were, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't remember any details of it, but uh, yeah, it was like yeah, an older would, lady and with any you know frail burn? skin, and yeah, it was bad. Anyway, uh, anyway. yeah. So, so uh, I think all, this is gonna f- first well, of all, yeah. Not surprising to me that this happened in Atlanta because I drive to Atlanta every week now for soccer with my son, and mm-hmm. there is there are so many billboards along the highway about it, like personal injury lawyers, and <laughs> it's just litigious, litigious area. I don't know I don't know what it is, but my Holden asked me what like what's what's going on? Why are all the all these lawyer ads there? Why they're talking about car accidents? Just I don't know I don't know what it is about Atlanta, but apparently lawsuit central. <laughs> Interesting. I wonder I wonder if that's true. Like I mean, not just the billboards, but I wonder if like they do have a higher rate of. I have no idea. Lawsuits. <laughs> um, anyway, but so ahead. so the article the article is an opinion article, um, and it uh, is definitely a as anti Mr. Williams. It even makes fun of his name a little bit, which I didn't appreciate. But and suggests um, that he could be a that he could be a the chill for the meat industry, right? As we've been yeah. accused of being Doug, but uh... <laughs> we have been too. So so now I, I feel a little bit for him because you know here he is probably just this you know this nice little vegan guy and uh, getting right. accused and of being chill for the meat industry. Right, and so the author of this article, who's I, I do appreciate the article actually. Uh, her name I do is too. Nicole Nicole Axworthy. Um, interesting name for a journalist because you your pieces might always get asked, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great dream job for an editor yeah. just to say, ah, oh, cut, cut that one. Anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway, she she said, as sort of parenthetically said, maybe he's part of the meat industry and doing this to to just you know make bad press for vegans because that's what she thinks it is. She said this is this mm-hmm. is very bad a bad look for veganism, uh, basically because it makes it makes 
the public and fast food restaurants and all restaurants think that you know vegans just are never going to be satisfied even when we have a huge nationwide campaign and this this impossible whopper making all these headlines uh you know those vegans still aren't happy because their burgers are cooked in the same grill yeah so they, she she has the line if every vegan or every time a vegan complains about a shared grill it's another win for the meat industry and you know if if i were a restaurant especially a big chain or just any restaurant if i was a small restaurant and i was trying to do this whether it was purely for profit or um or as a way to kind of offer something new to customers or as a way to you know maybe reduce the meat consumption of my uh restaurant in a in a fully um selfless way you know if if i was doing that and then all of a sudden i was getting a bunch of grief because i only have one grill you know and i have to I have to share it with the meat products, then uh, then I'd probably just not do it at all. Because, you know, if, if people were going to give me a hard time about it, then it wouldn't be worth it. Right. Exactly. And so obviously Burger King so much different from, from a tiny restaurant like that. But the point is the same, right? Like you could see them saying this is too much of a PR nightmare and, and we're not going to do it at all. It's just too expensive for whatever reason, more than it's worth. Hopefully that's not the case. Uh, but but anyway, that that's her point why this is a bad look for veganism. Um First of all, I think it's really interesting. I was glad to see this in Veg News. I have this perception of Veg mm-hmm. News. I don't read it that much anymore. I used to get it more often and just look at it more often. Um, I had this perception that they were sort of the, uh, you know, always the voice for veganism in in its you know most extreme, I guess purest sense uh, is always right. And like you know, we can fudge scientific facts. Not not that they've ever fudged scientific facts, but. That they can, I've noticed, like in their sort of the splash call out headlines in articles, they'll say things like, you know, or had used to say things like, um, you know, the doctor, the doctor told me that plant based diet, there wasn't any actual scientific evidence yet that it was better. You know, what part of my healing my cancer wasn't wasn't evidence, and like they would just, I mean, things like that would appear, and I'd be like, eh, I don't know about this. But so I'm, I was surprised to see an article that to me seems like kind of the opposite side of veganism, the, mm-hmm. the side that resonates more with me. Uh, the one that says, "Hey, let's let's think about this from a practical standpoint, and let's let's try to make this appeal to the broadest number, uh, rather than appealing to just the you know the most extreme hardcore uh, vegan." So anyway, I I like this stance. I think this is the right one uh, as far as the growth of this movement. Um, she one of the interesting things that I did kind of have a problem with is she said so that she said the animals don't care whether or not your your burger is shared with the, on a grill, right? They're already dead, and you aren't... I guess, you know, by being vegan, you're choosing not to support restaurants and the whole industry that is around, you know, using animals for food. She said by, by refusing to eat something off of a grill that was cooked with other animals, she says you're not really doing any extra good for the animals by doing that. So at first I was like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I had not actually thought of it that way. But that's kind of true. Um, but then I thought, okay, so in the past I've talked about the idea, because when I started out, my, I was of the, the viewpoint that if I got served in a restaurant accidentally, someone served me a, you know, a non-vegan thing or even a non-vegetarian thing back then, um, and it was an accident and it was going to be thrown away, then you know it should be eaten, right? I mean, maybe perhaps you're even honoring the animal more by actually eating it and not letting that just completely go to waste. And just be put in the trash can, and so I was of that. And then, as I as I was vegan for a longer period of time, I, I became 
nothing. I just said no. That if I if something someone throws me something and it's not vegan, you know, maybe I will sort of scrape it off or get rid of it. I'm not going to try to cause a problem there, but I'm not going to eat a, a cheese pizza that's served to me with real cheese on it. Right. I'd rather yeah. throw it away than that. But so this, what she's saying here, like I, I thought about that again. I was like, but you know what? If if it, things already served on a cheese pizza and I'm just going to throw it away. If I'm taking her point of view that, you know, the animals don't care, it's already, the damage has been done, the, the support has already been given to this restaurant or whatever, um, you, you, when they accidentally made this thing, you know, then you might as well eat it. And so I don't, I don't know if I can, I can't really get into that. But I guess her point is, that's that's your personal purity decision. It doesn't help the animals anymore. And I don't know, I don't know quite where I stand on it, but, but I, I do think it's a valid point. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I think that you know, she might be talking about the, the dead animals, but also the live animals, you know, the, the animals that you're saving. They don't care whether you're, the veggie burger that you're eating um, was cooked on a, a grill that had been used uh, to, to cook meat before because you've still saved that animal, right? Like, they're just happy that you're not eating a, a you know, beef patty. Um, and, you know, and so I, I don't know. it's it's a tough question right i mean it's the purity question is is really tough and uh and i understand both sides of it uh you know i i certainly understand the um the idea that you know what you're eating on the grill or what what you're eating the food you're eating is um is vegan or is plant-based and um and you know that's that's a huge win i could also i can also fully understand uh, wanting to have your food cooked on a on a grill that didn't have you know beef juice all over it. Yeah, right. So what she says in this article at near the end in bold is an impossible whopper patty that is cooked on a shared grill is still vegan. Uh, obviously, that's an opinion, right? Because there are lots of people who would say it's not. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, as I just started thinking about it and taking this to an extreme, I was like, well, like you know, you you could you could be someone who insists on you know your veganism is of the level that you won't have anything and there are plenty of vegans like this who who will not eat something that's on a shared grill uh but but even that isn't being perfect right because then you could say well then why why you could say well i have a higher level of veganism than that and it's that i don't go to any restaurant that cooks other meat products because i'm not going to support that restaurant if they cook anything meat we've talked about that before we've talked about you know do not buy ben and jerry's ice cream because they make non-vegan ice creams you you are supporting Mm -hmm. a company that that does makes, that yeah even if you also say well i'm also supporting a company who who makes some options for vegans so i yeah i was know. reading through the comments and, and someone you know someone said you know I, I they would a true vegan would not support burger king at all uh and you know they said you know where do you buy your where do you buy your veggie burgers and your vegetables you know do you go to the grocery store that also serves <laughs> serves meat <laughs> you know sells meat and right. i mean that you know it's like how far do you take it right yeah so like i mean i think the point the takeaway here is like there's not a there's not a line that says yes this is this is how you be a perfect vegan and anything shy of that is not because it's impossible to be that as we've established hundreds of times on here we talk about that all the time right you just can't you mm-hmm. know if you drive in a car you live in a normal house that you know operates like houses operate you, you, there's some animals in there involved in that somehow it just it just is right I mean if you trace it back mm-hmm. far enough they're in the dirt and soil the tires because, and right so you know it's so much of it I think like you said as much as as much as it's not an answer it's about personal choice as someone put in the in the comments you can always ask for that burger to be microwaved and mm-hmm. but and i thought about that i was like okay i guess that's what i need to do then is is do that but then i said 
But why? Because because that's only if I refuse to have animal products enter my body any even in minuscule amounts. But I don't know if that's my that's not my reason for doing this, right? My reason for doing this is is so that animals don't die. And if I'm if if I'm not doing any better right. for them by choosing a microwave burger over the grill, then I don't know I don't know where I stand. I don't know where I'll, what I'll do next time I get an Impossible Burger or a Rebel Burger while I'm in Spain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I, I kind of am struggling with the exact same thing. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's really hard. And same with like, uh, you know, if you're at a, at a grill out and someone in, and people, you're sharing a grill there, like, do you not bring your veggie burger and not use their, do you bring your own grill or do you microwave your veggie burger there? Or do you use the grill that, you know, someone else's has at someone else's house with, the meat has been cooked on right um, so okay yeah i mean i think it still seems gross right it kind of still seems gross involving animal products in your food oh, when, you, totally. when you've been vegan for a while yeah. 100%, what, what i yeah. still what i just keep forgetting even after having read the title is that is if, if i and i think i'm buying this argument is that it's not any better for animals when you avoid that and that i don't know that's interesting to me i just mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe next time I'm at a cookout and there's another vegan there and they refuse, I'll, I'll bring that up and I'm going to say, tell me why that's better than for animals. Okay, so I, I got I one last question, but I think be, before we get to that, and this is a good one because it actually came from something that I wrote and someone's response to that. So, um, But before we get to that, let's, uh, let's pause for a second to, to thank our, our sponsor. At part of my disappointment this morning uh, with the power being out was that I had no way to heat up, heat up water to make my... Uh, my my daily mushroom cups coffee. You could go burn burn some of your hand chopped wood with that contraption of yours. <laughs> I could I could have gone out. You know, I guess I could have gone out and got my camping stove or something right. like that. But <laughs> yeah, but yes. you know, you know, I love the mushroom cups. I do know the mushroom cups. Mushroom cups very very convenient. They've been very helpful in Spain because they're essentially instant coffee that's healthier than regular coffee because they include high quality organic coffee with the functional benefits of mushrooms that deliver extended focus and clean energy without the jitters and the crash effect of regular coffee. You can go sharp with chanterelle and cordyceps, giving you an extra mushroom power when you need to stay on the goal for hours, or you can go fresh with chanterelle and chaga, which is energizing and great for long-term immune system support, which, Doug, we know you certainly need with those ear effect- infections going around the house. <laughs> That's right. Yep, you know it. Uh, yeah, so I've been going fresh uh, <laughs> for a while now. This product is organic, vegan, with no additives, or sugars, and comes in eco-friendly, fully recyclable packaging. Shop and learn more at mushroomcups.com or on Amazon, and you can save 10% if you use the code NOMEAT10 at checkout. So visit mushroomcups.com or head over to Amazon and use code NOMEAT10 at checkout to save 10%. Doug, do you think they roast the uh, the mushroom cups on the same roaster as uh, regular non-mushroom coffee? <laughs> Cross contamination. I don't know. And if so, yeah. right? Is it still organic? And I, guess I think it is. I think it probably is. Well, I, I'm sure. You know what? You know, so that's kind of a interesting question. I'm sure that the machines that use organic coffee have to only use organic coffee. That's right. And there's also mm-hmm. coffee that uh, that gets sort of digested by animals, right? And then comes out the other end, and then that's like the best kind of coffee. Oh world. yeah. Pretty yeah, sure that's not that? in mushroom cups. Though. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> No, haven't haven't tried that. Um, okay, so 
one final question here uh, that's that's related not necessarily to the article but just kind of this theme in general um i wrote an article we actually talked about last week about um about game changers and the title of it was uh will game changers change the game for the vegan community or something something along Mm -hmm. those lines Uh, and i used the word vegan okay and um we posted on facebook like we always do uh, and got a number of comments, well, I think mostly from one person, but she started kind of a conversation and people were agreeing about how how using the word vegan, how, how Game Changers is not good for the vegan community because it confuses people about plant-based and vegan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how using the word vegan in throughout the article and through in, in the headline was us uh, not doing good things for the vegan community. Um, okay. And how, how, we, how we shouldn't have done that because veganism is, is much more, is about, a lifestyle is about so much more than um, than just kind of the food that you're eating, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I I had to I had to hold back from you know from <laughs> from getting into a debate with this person because I, I knew that if, if I did I would spend my whole afternoon doing that um, because to me like I don't know how I don't understand how and maybe you can help me with this people not eating animals whether it's for health reasons or for any other reason is not good for the vegan movement. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you how. And I don't think I don't think someone like this woman is going to like my answer. And certainly there are plenty of listeners in our audience who probably have, share that opinion and they won't like this either. I think I think people who say that I think they are getting something more from veganism than just not uh you know, just the knowledge that they're not partaking in in the uh, exploitation of animals. I think they're getting a sense of identity from it. And I think we get we mm-hmm. get more identity from things when they feel exclusive, right? So when something starts mm. to become too sprawling and large, uh, you know, you have to pull back and say, well, well, this is how I'm defining my thing so that I can maintain my identity and not, uh, you know, not just maintain some uniqueness, right? And therefore some significance in that way. So I think for me, my, I mean, I don't care about that at all. I, I like the identity of being vegan, but I, I, I don't take too much pride in... I guess I would much, much rather have the whole world be calling themselves vegan, even if most of them, you know, aren't all the way vegan, at least by my definition. Uh, if, but, if, but if that means they're eating 95% less meat, I'm pretty happy with that. And I'd be happy to, to you know, call myself a vegan along with all them if that's what's happening. Um, but I don't think most people think that, or a lot of people don't think that way, right? They, they want uh, they wanted to, to have it sort of strict boundaries so that, so that it will stay small, right? So that people who are doing as much as they are, whatever, whoever they is, uh, so that that's still a relatively exclusive limited group and they can feel special for, for being in it. Yeah, but, I mean... But I don't think that's the best goal. I think I think the goal is to be the least right. meat consumed, and, and if that's a lot of people who aren't nearly vegan, but they're calling themselves vegan, if they're eating less meat, whatever, I don't care. Happy with that. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I just, uh, you know, I, I do, I fully understand the difference between vegan and plant-based right i mean you can be you can eat a plant-based diet and walk around in in leather shoes and have a leather jacket and you know all that stuff um i I fully understand that the difference between those between calling yourself a vegan being a vegan and and eating a plant-based diet Mm -hmm. um what i think is a problem though is when the vegan community a member of the vegan community is um is not supportive of something like game changers that is helping people eat less meat because the whole goal is to save the animals. Right. And, um, and even if, you know, even if a lot of people just start eating a plant-based diet, but aren't 
vegan by definition, um, you know, that seems like a huge win for the community. For <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for I do. And, and I mean, I think maybe the solution, if, if this works, and I mean, this is where things seem to be headed, is that people who are vegan can call themselves vegans, which is fine. I'll continue to call myself mm-hmm. that. Yeah. People who, who eat way less meat than they used to, or, you know, than, than a typical omnivore does, uh, but every now and then eat a little bit of animal products, or, you know, eat, eat completely 100% plant-based diet, no animal products whatsoever, but still still wear leather or, you know, use other vegan products, or sorry, other non-vegan products that aren't food products. Um, they call themselves plant-based. And and if that if that happens, and, and re- then I'd be happy to be a part of that. Now, sign me up. We can start only using the word plant-based to refer to that, and we'll only use vegan to refer sure. to people who have the lifestyle. That I mean, that's fine if people understand it to me though right now what what is i mean no one knows which what plant-based means anymore it, it to some people it means 100 percent vegan and everything to some people it just means in your diet to some people it means mostly mostly vegetarian i mean it, it you know right there's no there's mm-hmm. no good definition unfortunately yet but uh and whole food versus processed you know there's so much yeah. uh um, but i mean that works right if people if if that would sure. help, help people who are vegan feel like this they, they maintain their identity and a little bit of exclusivity by by that being a term that is reserved <laughs> for people who who have you know adopt all the lifestyle choices as well? Then that's that's fine. That, that would be a good system if it works out that way. I think I think some people are going to take offense to that. Matt. To what you're making it, making it sound like uh, all vegans are ego driven. No, I don't think I am. I'm not trying to. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe you're right. <laughs> uh, no, but I'm. I mean, I'm counting myself in in vegans. I mean, I'm. I'm. Right. Call myself vegan, and I make the lifestyle choices. Uh, True. I think I think we should just have a term for that. I guess I think like I like being vegan. I think it's good. I don't think the vast vast majority of people who we're talking about who are going to be impacted by game changers and other, I don't think most of those people are going to become vegan, but they're going to become something that involves eating a lot less. They're going to eat less than they currently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I don't know. I guess I don't mind if they also call themselves vegans, but. I, I do understand why people don't or why people don't yeah. like that. I, I get that. I guess, I guess for me though, it's still, it's still a win for the vegan community. <laughs> yeah, that, and right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to argue that till my grave. Yeah. It depends what the goal is. If the goal is people eating less meat, then you're right. It is win. but I'm not sure that's the goal. I, I mean, I think, I think, I think for a lot of people, it's, it's also to be part of something that is, that that is hard to be in, right? I think I don't know. I think that is part of what people get out of this now, right? Is that yeah. fair? That's not offensive, is it? I don't. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess. <laughs> I mean, no, it's not offensive. No, but uh, but uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know how true that is. I mean, I don't know. Do people mm-hmm. go vegan because they want to be part of the club? Is that like because that's what you're making it sound like? Yeah, I think there's a huge element of of that being part of it. The people do it because. They want to, you know, do what celebrities are doing or do something that, you know, completely makes them unique among their friends or their family or whatever. Uh, I think that's a huge part of it, but I don't think that should be the, that's not the real goal, right? The real goal is it's the same thing that, that people who are going plant-based want, which is for animals to suffer less. And and I think when, I think it's is, is a distraction and potentially bad for the movement when people treat it as this club and, you know, you have to be all the way or you can't count yourself in. I don't know. I think that's why I just think in general, better if uh, if we keep it about the animals. Fair, Doug? I think that's that's pretty fair. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to make everybody happy, right? But uh, no. 
whatever. We I, we do all want the same thing. We want animals to not be suffering. So hopefully we can just find that common ground. You know, I think I think the club should be require should require a new athlete tattoo. <laughs> I, yeah, me too. The coolest club in the world. The coolest club. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Doug. Uh, well, yeah, we've gone I guess long enough for our uh, little short episode. So for for our, <laughs> our mini episodes. Yep, exactly. I think so. Um, they're getting shorter, so that's good. That's nope. right. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, well, it's good to talk to you. I think this was this was kind of fun in a different way, different type of episode for us to Definitely. to tackle. Definitely. Good. All right, then. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we will see you next week. Sounds good. Mm-hmm.